Good morning and happy Saturday. Welcome to Wake Up With Marcy. It's time to be inspired, empowered, and learn to live our happiest lives. We do this through stories of hope, celebrity inspiration, education, and resources. We were mesmerized by the true crime podcast and the Netflix series, Dirty John. But now we hear from the real survivor of Dirty John, Deborah Newell. She is now telling her story in her new book, Surviving Dirty John. Her hope is that the book will spread awareness about coercive control, along with showing you a deep dive as to why she got involved with the psychopath. We then meet artivist, actor, director, and producer Gina Belafonte, daughter of Harry Belafonte. This incredibly talented father-daughter duo founded Sincofa.org, a social justice organization that elevates the voices of disenfranchised people and promotes peace, justice, and equality. Gina has connected the arts and activism. She believes the arts can break down the barriers, help people connect, define social relationships, and create healthy interactions. Lastly, we get educated by Natalie Zabat, social media entrepreneur. She shares with us what the top social media trends are for small business owners and why they should be using them. Now it's time to meet these incredible guests. So my next guest has an amazing story, and I'm so excited to have her on the show. She is the survivor of Dirty John, and her name is Deborah Newell, if she needs any introduction. And she has just released her own book, Surviving Dirty John, and she is on a mission to help women now. So welcome to the show, Deborah. Thank you. It's wonderful to have you, and you have gone through so much. Uh, I love how you have turned it around and you are recognizing the ways that you can actually help women to not go through the same. Tell us like, how are you, how do you get involved with someone like that? And, you know, I, I, I know that a con, right. There's someone that makes you feel like you're number one and, and, how was that for you and how easily were you coerced into loving this man? What you don't realize is these men have spent a lot of time figuring out how to have women fall in love with them. Mm -hmm. So it's a game for them. It's, it's not the real thing. What they're doing is it's called love bombing. Mm. So they're saying everything right. They're doing everything right. They actually have studied you Mm. to understand who you are and what makes you fall in love with someone. So one of the things that you have really gotten out there and and are educating women on and you're an advocate for is coercive control. So what is that? Yes. So it's basically where somebody has done several steps to number one, love bomb you. Mm -hmm. And then number two, what they do is they start, uh, I guess it's called luring you into where you all of a sudden feel and depend on them a little bit more. So to -hmm. do things for you. Um, And then they start, it's called gaslighting, Mm. where they start making you feel like you're the one. I remember 
I guess a good example is um, John would say, your kids just want you for your money. And I'd say, no, they don't. Mm -hmm. My kids love me. And he said, no, you need to put them at a distance. So they start at this point, isolating people from, from you Mm -hmm. to where they can control you a little bit more. Yeah. And you're not even aware of it because it happens so slowly. And yet it, it's just amazing. Right. Um, I felt like a very smart person and uh, here I am sucked into this. Well, let's talk about the fact that you had an incredibly successful business. Um, You know, you were not someone that just rolled over and let someone take control. You had created a successful life for yourself. So this could easily happen to anyone. And you are an example of that. So I just don't want anyone out there to think that, you know, it, it, you're a soft person if this ends up happening. Yes. Uh, the one thing I realized is these men, it's a, a trophy they're going after, whether it's sex uh, or how they look or money. It, this is the trophy. And so they usually go for more successful women. It not only is it the power that they get, but mm-hmm. the end game is they've got your money or whatever it is that they're wanting. Yeah. Let's talk about red flags that you started to see or what could someone look for for themselves? Well, number one, um, I didn't look at the red flags. I was falling in love and the dopamine of falling in love is a high. So you, you sort of ignore everything, but red flags for one is moving too quickly. Uh, Number two, uh, he didn't have any friends or Mm. any that I saw. Uh, I also, you know, listen to your gut. And if something doesn't feel right, it usually isn't. Mm -hmm. The other thing was my kids didn't like them. But that one is normally a red flag. But at the same time, my kids really didn't like anyone I dated. So I, my attitude was, oh, here we go again. So what did it feel like? I mean, to realize like now I've isolated my kids and I'm with, with John, like, What was the final turning point for you? My kids. Mm -hmm. I'm so close to my, all four of my kids Mm -hmm. that I couldn't bear having a wedge between us because I was so close. And I thought, I can't do this. I, I can't, you know, even though they were grown on their own, had their Mm -hmm. lives, you still as a mom want to be a big part of their life. Oh, of course. And, yeah. Yeah. And so that was the the straw that made me actually leave mm-hmm. was I couldn't see life without them. At one point, I was working with a forensic psychiatrist and I was working with um, a private detective, actually a couple, and they were helping me understand who this man was because, again, they told me, you just don't walk away. You have to have a plan. Mm -hmm. And so what I did was I would listen to the forensic psychiatrist 
give me advice of what John's, you know, in game is and what he's doing each step of the way. And the one thing that I learned was I had to be ahead of him. I had to play the game right back. Mm-hmm. And so when he installed the cameras in the house, I, I caught him up caught on within a few weeks that it was more than just keeping me safe. I could sit there and put um, log in to my phone and see what he was doing. My daughter put a tracker on my car uh, and I would leave that one. I had a Tesla and I had a Range Rover. I would leave the Tesla because I could follow and trace what he was doing. They had diagnosed him as being a sociopath, narcissist predator. But when he set my car on fire, I also had a Jag. When he set my uh, Jag on fire, that's when they upped the game and they said he might be a um, a psychopath. Mm-hmm. And, and in the end, he was. He was diagnosed as a psychopath. He checked all 20 boxes off. Wow. And yeah. you talk about all of this in your book. It's your it's your side of the story. And are you yes. also helping women to understand uh, how this could be happening to them and what they should do. I was so fortunate that I had the means that I could yeah. sit there and train somebody to take over my position that I could actually leave uh, because I had to learn my um, what my escape plan was. Right. And a lot of women are stuck. They have children. Uh, I have one that's married to a policeman. Mm. Uh, I have an, another woman Uh, or several women that because they have children, they just can't leave or they don't have the financial means. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and for your continued efforts and how you're helping women today and turning this tragedy in your life into a triumph to now help others. Thank you. I appreciate that. You are an incredible woman and your daughters are incredible. And I know that you yes, still continue <laughs> to do so much to heal through what happened to you, but helping others I know is, is a big part of that. Yes. Thank you. So, and my book, by the way, is called surviving dirty John. And it gets into all the details because what you see on TV is more Hollywoodized. Wonderful. Well, get out there, get the book, and continued success, Deborah. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Next, we meet the amazing artist, actor, director, and producer, Gina Belafonte. Next week, we meet author, international speaker, and top finance expert, Mary Buffett. We will then meet TEDx speaker and teacher, McKenna Wrights. Lastly, we will meet Dr. Shron, the director of Aglo Dermatology. I'm so excited about my next guest, artivist, actor, director, and producer, Gina Belafonte. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, it's so wonderful to have you, Gina. And Sincofa.org is an amazing organization. First of all, what does that mean, Sincofa? Sankofa is a Ghanaian word that means go back and get it. And uh, my father had taken a trip years and years and years ago with two um, community activists. And they came back and 
they were both transformed. And one of the words they learned on this trip to the continent of Africa was Sankofa and the concept of, and the um, there's a mythology around it. So there's two symbols. One is like a circular heart shape. And the mm. other iconic symbol is of a bird that's in mid flight with its head turned back and beak open, reaching for an egg. And they felt that that symbolized you have to go back and retrieve what you've left behind in order to go forward. And so mm. we on the word Sankofa to be the foundation of what we're about um, at the organization. And so we go back and get it. We, we, we lean into the historical content of our ancestors, of mm. our elders, and all those communities that we have left behind, whether it is disenfranchised communities or our youth or even our elders, we want to go back and get that wisdom, go back and get that knowledge, go back and retrieve what we've left behind so that we can collaborate and continue moving forward for a better tomorrow. That's fantastic. So let's talk a little bit more about Sankofa. And you have merged with artists and activism to make a difference. Yes. So I'd, l- I'd love to hear a little bit more about that and some stories about that, uh, how you are making a difference. Sure. So when we first founded Sankofa, we were looking to figure out a way in which to institutionalize the capacity of someone like my father. And he had used his platform his entire career to amplify messages of hope and political consequence. He did his best to not only entertain his public, but also educate them, whether it was musically by bringing in artists from all over the world to share his stage, to have his audiences hear different languages and different rhythms, or whether it was a specific campaign, whether it was the civil rights movement or the anti-apartheid movement or the women's movement or the um, Native American movement. My father was always at the forefront of using his platform to educate his public and his fans about what he was passionate about that was going on in the world. So when we founded Sankofa, we were like, how can we do this? How can we create a space where artists can come, learn from the wisdom of my father's career and his legacy, and also find ways in which to transform their own stages and their own work without feeling like they're jeopardizing their fan base or jeopardizing their own bottom line. We do everything from smaller community um, engagement pieces to larger campaigns around getting out the vote or shining a light on mass incarceration. And we also Mm. have specific programs within Sankofa that we do. We have a baby blanket program where we um, have a community sew where we make baby blankets for incarcerated mothers and um, houseless mothers. We have a program which is a civic engagement program with our youth where we hire youth artists, musicians, um, animators, storytellers, filmmakers, and we create these um, short pieces of content that you can upload onto your iPhone or or any kind of mobile device and um, share information about what is um, a district attorney? What do they really do? And when we hear Mm -hmm. young people create poetry and, Mm -hmm. and, and animation, explaining these issues peer to peer, it engages young people in a way where they're being talked with and in conversation with as opposed to at. And we also have a very, very innovative um, 
virtual reality reentry program that we do in partnership with an organization called Creative Acts, where we go inside a facility for a week long um, workshop and we bring mm-hmm. in virtual reality experiences in order to um, engage the clients, those that are incarcerated, um, mm-hmm. in um, tapping into the trauma triggers so that upon release, those trauma triggers will have been dealt with before they come out so that they wow. can deal with issues of shame or how to use automated toilets or automated faucets or how to um, you know, get the proper IDs or go on a date or shop in a grocery store. Things that we always take for granted because we're growing right. in our communities in real time. But when you've been locked up um, yeah. for upwards of 10 to 15 years, when you come out, there's a lot of things that have changed. And so we're doing our best to ensure that our incarcerated community, when they come home, they're equipped with the tools um, to get a job, stay employed, work out family disputes, find Mm -hmm. housing, because we want a healthier community. You're you're talking about such amazing work and how you help others to find self-discovery. And also in speaking about community, and I know unity is huge for you. So how can we as individuals help to contribute and make a change to move towards your vision, a vision that we all should have? Well, we as a monolith and people are not that. Everybody has a different access point into how they want to be of service and how they want to give back. And there's an opportunity for every single person in the world to give back every day in some way. And I think um, for many people, I suggest to take a good hard look in the mirror and to see where their own unconscious biases lie so that they can have a deeper awareness of how they're walking through the world, making assumptions about other people or things because it's what they grew up with and it's what they know. And it's not Mm -hmm. about shaking a finger at anybody, but it's just a matter of accepting and honoring the truth Mm -hmm. and then seeing how make a shift and a change because the more we can become aware of the problem then the more we can change the 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 problem the other way obviously is always you know to find an organization that might be close to your heart that you feel um unity yourself with that you feel um some kind of a connection with and donate your services yeah it's beautiful gina and and really you get so much from helping others. It's, it is so rewarding. So Gina, where can we find you and more information about Sankofa? Please visit our website, sankofa.org and see how you can get involved with the work that we're doing. Incredible. Thank you again, Gina, for coming on Wake Up With Marcy, a beautiful soul and appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, Gina. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care. Next up, we get educated by Natalie Zafat, social media entrepreneur. She shares with us what the top social media trends are for small business owners and why we should use them. So next, we're going to talk about social media. A lot of small business owners find it hard to keep up with the many social media platforms and velocity of posting to promote their business or brand. 
I totally get that one. Joining us now to talk about the importance of good design in making a strong first impression and building long-lasting customer relationships is social media entrepreneur, Natalie Zapat. Thanks for joining us, Natalie. It's great to have you. Oh, thanks, Marcy, for having me. It's great to be here. Okay, so let's talk about these social media trends and what should the trends, you know, the business owners should be following and using and why? Yeah, totally. So I think the first thing we have to talk about in terms of trends is the fact that small business owners are really starting to think about social media differently. So 55% of small business owners actually believe that social media is more critical to their brand success than having a physical storefront. And so naturally with that comes an investment, time, energy, resources. These businesses want to make sure that their captions are compelling. They want their designed assets to look gorgeous on their page. And they want to do this so that they really stand out from the competition. Right. So, so the marketing trends can be so overwhelming that we talked about a little bit in the opening, but how can small business owners make their brand identity and content really stand out because there's so much out there right now. There's so much out there, Marcy. I mean, in the last 60 seconds since we started talking, 60,000 different Instagram posts have gone live. And so it becomes so competitive, so hard to cut through the clutter. One of the things I advise my small business clients to do is to try their hand at video. We know that video gets twice the amount of engagement as static posts. And it's also an opportunity to really stand out and surprise and delight your audience. Uh, So regardless of what industry you're in, you could be a salon owner, a car mechanic, a nutritionist. Uh, Share tips with your audience that they can appreciate about your industry that only you will know. And if you can entertain them, put a smile on their face, make them laugh, they're going to keep you top of mind for when they need that service. Uh, You're going to be the first person they think of. And one other way to sweeten the pot with video is to make sure that they really are standing out visually. And a tool like Adobe Creative Cloud Express is a great way to add animated features into those videos so they really stand out out of those 60,000 posts a minute that go up. Wow. So let's talk more about Creative Cloud Express. And let's talk about the design features that are available. Absolutely. We'd be happy to. The best part about Creative Cloud, Creative Cloud Express is that you do not need to be a designer in order to nail it. Uh, I am certainly not a designer, far from it. But when you log on, you have thousands of gorgeous templates to choose from. Uh, you can use a, a template to create a funny GIF or a sticker, um, or you can revamp your entire profile page with their gorgeous cover image templates. Um, and what's really nice is it allows you to inject your personality into the post um, and really make it stand out in a way that you maybe wouldn't be able to do if you were sort of piecing things together yourself um, or not a talented designer as so many of us aren't. I love that. Something that gives us support and helps us and ease in creating these videos. Just one really quick question. So if we already have a feed, uh, can we just start using Creative Cloud or should we get rid of all of the old content? Well, that's a personal choice and it's very contentious. Some people want to start anew. They want to delete everything and have like a fresh start. I respect that. I think more often than not, what I would encourage you to do is go on Creative Cloud Express, create a new template for your page. 
build out a new profile photo and cover photo, test it out before you delete everything. See how people are responding. The good news is on the internet, people are not shy. They will tell you what they think. So I would say test the waters, try a new design, see if you're getting good feedback. And then from there, if you feel like, you know what, I really want to get rid of all the old stuff and start anew, I'm getting positive feedback, go for it. Wonderful. So how can we get more information? Yeah, you can go to adobe.com slash express to learn more. All right. Thank you, Natalie, so much for coming on the show and giving us such Um, valuable information. Of course, Marcy. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Have a great one. You too. What an incredible show. I want to thank Deborah Newell, Gina Belafonte, and Natalie Zafat for being part of today's show. Every one of my guests help us to live a better life. I'd like to share a little inspiration for the week. It's a quote by Russell T. Davis. You are worthy of love and respect. You are beautiful, gifted, and intelligent. Don't let the storm make you forget it. Listen, it's so difficult when we go through the storm. But no, it is a time of learning, transformation, and blossoming. I promise that you are going to get through it. We all do, and nothing is permanent. For information on my guest today, go to wakeupwithmarcy.com. I also wanted to share my book is available for pre-order on Amazon. So go check it out, Chaos to Clarity, Seeing the Signs and Breaking the Cycles. I promise you, You are going to learn so much through this book. I share about my transformation and help you to transform to living your best life. All right, guys, remember to be kind to yourself and kind to others. And I'll see you next Saturday.